0: welcome to the shine bright podcast i'm your host brianna castell my hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who god called us to be you can expect to hear me talk about things like jesus how ghetto adulting is finances dating therapy and honestly everything in between my prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged inspired and seen let's get into today's episode Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Christelle. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. So happy to have you here in this wonderful family of shine brightness people, (laughs) people that shine bright. We're going to come up with a name for you guys. Um, But, anyways, Hopefully, you guys listened to the past two weeks of episodes. Uh, I talked to my best friend, Nicole, and one of my really, really good friends, Ty, about discontentment and singleness, feeling forgotten in your singleness, and also um, about their relationships and what that has looked like. Ty's married. Nicole is in a serious relationship. So great perspective. And definitely, if you haven't listened, definitely recommend you go back and hear what the lovely ladies had to say. I also realized I really like interviewing people, so this week is just me, but um, I really like the interview style and asking people questions, so we'll definitely be doing more of those moving forward. But anyways, episode 17, you guys. Well, officially, it's episode 17, but if you add the bonus episodes in my little intro episode, this is actually episode 20, woo, woo, 20 episodes, guys. That's 20 weeks. Four months of episodes, four months of me pushing past my anxiety to make these episodes, four months of me not knowing if you guys would care to listen to these episodes, and even doubting if I could even be consistent this long. But here we are. Also, this week we hit 3,000 listens, which for me it was a goal of mine to hit at the end of the season. But to see that we've already hit it this week is so amazing. So God is really good, you guys, and I am just grateful. I'm so, so, so grateful for you guys that have listened, shared, rated the podcast, sent me DMs on Instagram after each episode, and just supported. You all have no idea how much you showing up has meant so much for me, and I'm just so grateful for all the ways that God has been using this podcast, not only to help you guys, but to help me as well. With that being said, this does feel like the right time to share with you guys that this will be the final episode of season one. Shine Bright Podcast season two will be back Wednesday, September 2nd. And you guys, we've covered a lot in this season from grieving unmet expectations, weekly check-ins on how our hearts are doing during this pandemic, to talking about if the wait is still worth it, online dating, mommy issues, therapy, not getting a dog, racism, and unfortunately, more racism. We talked about season four of Insecure, Love Languages, and a whole lot about relationships lately. And I can't wait for you to hear all of the exciting topics that we will tackle in the next season of this podcast. Um, but like I said, we're at 20 episodes and I... Absolutely love creating these episodes, and I think that it has really channeled my creative juices in a way that I haven't done in a really long time. But making this content is a lot, you guys. Um, And while I love it, I'm going to just take some time, take the month of August off to refresh, be more in my word, and come up with some amazing topics and content for you guys. So hope you will check out some of the past episodes if you haven't heard them yet. Even if you have heard them, I went back and listened to the one with Nicole, proof that God still uh, is out here answering prayers for godly men. I've listened to that like three times. So definitely go back. There's more than enough content to keep you busy over the next month. And yeah, we will be back for season two in September. How is your heart sis? How is my heart? So I realized I did not do one of these last week and a couple of you guys were like, "Ah, ah how's your heart, sis?" <laughs> so, this week my heart feels pretty rested and refreshed from this past week. I took last week off of work because I was feeling a little run down and I was I think I mentioned on the episode with Nicole, I was just feeling anxious and I couldn't quite put my finger on what was making me anxious. Um, So I just wanted to take some time to be off of a schedule. I wanted to loosen up my to-do list and really not have a to-do list, even though I kind of still did. But anyways, it wasn't as many tasks (laughs) as they're usually on my to-do list. But I just want to take some time to refresh. And I'm so grateful that that is exactly what I did. I was also feeling a little bit lonely. We talked about that with this pandemic and me uh, living solo dolo except for you know my guard dog Lincoln. But I went to go visit my sister and spend time with her and her beautiful babies, which was really good for my heart. And I also just gave myself permission to move slowly last week. I gave myself permission to wake up at 2 p.m. if I wanted to, which is exactly what I did most of the days that I was off. And it was just really nice. Um, I watched television. What else did I do? Painted my nails, did my hair. Like I just took time to just do things for myself. And it was really nice. So your girl is feeling refreshed and ready to finish July strong in whatever that looks like i just i i really need that time away so i encourage you if you know you got pto at work or vacation days whatever use them i know my company told us if we don't use them we're gonna lose them like they're not doing any rollover so i said okay say no more i'll be using them so encourage you to do the same i felt a little guilty about it at first like oh should i really be taking off time in a pandemic and i'm like look (laughs) I'm going to be no use to anyone if I'm run down, if I'm burnt out. So if you have the time, I definitely recommend that you take it. But anyways, now it is your turn to kind of check in with yourself. How is your heart feeling? Are you carrying any weight from this week into your day today? Do you need to, like I said, use some of your own vacation days to get some time off to refresh? Time to check in. How's your heart, sis? Your singleness is not a punishment for your imperfections. Woo, child, the first time I read those words, it was a few years ago in a blog post from Jasmine Holmes, who's a Christian blogger, and I was immediately in tears, you guys. Before I even read the blog post, I just, like reading those words, I felt like freed me in a lot of ways. And I'll tell you why. Um, and if I can be honest with you guys, I've I feel like I've been pretty discontent in my singleness recently in a way that I haven't before. I think it's because I never really wanted a relationship until now. Like it was always a desire in you know the back of my head, back of my heart, but it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I want this right now. When I got out of college, I was kind of in this, I just want to find out more about me and love Jesus. So leave me alone phase of my life. And I really wasn't checking for anyone. I really wasn't interested in dating at all. So I didn't. And then when I moved to Indy, I think I was kind of interested in dating, maybe a little bit. But I knew that that wasn't going to be like Indy wasn't going to be a place that I wanted to spend the rest of my life. So even though I did date while I was there, I don't think I was really open to like meeting a life partner because there was no way that I was about to fall in love with some Midwest boy that was going to try to convince me to live the rest of my life in that place. Mm-mm, not happening. So I don't think I really was dating out there with my whole heart. I was just kind of like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but for me coming into 2020, I was so ready to start dating. Like it was legit one of the goals that I wrote down for this year and i was finally ready to like start dating seriously and then what happens a global pandemic that basically made the idea of meeting new people seem somewhat impossible well at least for me i know some people who have been meeting and dating people from the apps during this time and personally I'm just not about that life. Everyone has Corona in my mind. (laughs) And I think I'm just a bit more cautious right now, to be honest. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I found myself finally wanting to date. But now feeling like there is this huge roadblock, a.k.a. a global health crisis, preventing that from happening. So I feel like that all added to my discontentment. And then, to top, then on top of like this stay-at-home order and travel bans that have making people, myself included, feel so lonely, like I said, especially someone who lives by themselves, I'm just really grateful for Lincoln during this time because he's literally been my company. But in all seriousness, for those of us that live alone, this thing has been rough. So basically add all that together, like me finally wanting to date, then me being super cautious about it because of Corona, and then add the loneliness on top of that. And then wait, let's add scrolling on your Instagram and seeing what feels like everybody but you in their little happy relationships, doing all the little cute things during this time and you're like, oh ho. So everybody is in a relationship right now except me. Okay, cool, God, fine. And then, like I said, on top of that, I can't even go out and meet someone if I wanted to because we're all in the house and I'm not about meeting strangers. I feel like this turned into like a whole nother heart check, but I'm just trying to share with you guys where I'm currently at. So in my discontentment, it really led me to this place where Now I started to compare myself and feeling like, dang, okay, so what are all the things that I need to change to be ready or deserving of a relationship? Like, do I need to start cooking more? Do I need to practice being patient? Do I need to practice being slow to anger? Do I need to practice not throwing a hissy fit when somebody moves my things from where I left them? All of the things. And I think I just started creating this comparison checklist in my head of like, oh, this person in a relationship is like this, so I need to be like this, or she's like this, so she probably is deserving a relationship because she's like that. And I don't think that that's necessarily a healthy place to be. I think it is okay to see things about yourself in your singleness and be like, ooh, I need to work on that because that might be difficult for me um, in a relationship. Like how do I handle anger or how do do I hold grudges? Maybe things like that. But when we do them because we're comparing ourselves to people who are in relationships and we think that that's somehow going to make us more qualified to be somebody's wife, I think that's not a healthy place to be. And I think a lot of times unknowingly, and I truly do believe that it's unknowingly. I don't think that Christian culture does this on purpose, but Christian culture can make women feel like we have to be perfect to be deserving of a relationship. They tell us that we should be using our singleness to prepare for our relationship. And so for somebody who's like me, it's like, okay, dang, like how much preparing do I need to do, Lord? Like, what what else? What else I need to do? What other classes I need to take in my singleness to prove that I can graduate from this season? <laughs> But I think it can easily start to make us obsess over our imperfections and somehow feel like they have disqualified us. And what I loved talking to Nicole and Ty in the last two episodes, and like I said, if you haven't listened, definitely go back because they dropped so many gems. But what I loved is that they reminded me and reminded us that they were not and are not perfect people not in their singleness, and not now in their relationship. And I think that was really freeing for me. And some of you guys messaged me and said that that was freeing for you too. But it really freed me from this idea that you have to earn a relationship with good behavior. like You have to like check off all these things in your report card to be like, okay, God, look, I know how to cook. I know how to sew. I'm patient. I'm kind. We feel like we have to check all these things off. But They really freed me from that. And so I just wanted to spend a little bit of time there in unpacking that in hopes that it will free you too if you somehow have this notion that you have to be perfect to be deserving of a relationship or a husband. So that brings me back to Jasmine's blog post. Your singleness is not punishment for your imperfections. And the blog post is so good that I actually want to read it to you word for word because her like I can't I don't think I would do it justice trying to summarize and before y'all be like so y'all just gonna read her whole blog post I did invite sis on the podcast but unfortunately she had other commitments during this time and could not make it so I'm definitely like quoting this these are her words but I think this will really free some people so I'm gonna read you what she said she sat across from her therapist sweaty hands clutching the edge of her seat pulse racing in her wrist, her chest, and the drum beats in her ears, eyes trained on the ticking clock behind the older woman, as she recounted various events in her life, moments of spiritual darkness, emotional abuse, and crippling self-doubt. Her therapist nodded, listening to words that she had never been brave enough to speak out loud. She was broken, and though it took her many years to admit her brokenness to herself, let alone to another human being, she felt a wave of relief wash over her, as so many things began to click into clear focus. No wonder she had struggled to bond with others her entire life. How could she learn how to become one with another person when she didn't even fully understand herself? If she's already married, this revelation can be a crucial step in the road to healing, growth, and understanding. If she's single, though, this discovery can take on a whole different dimension as the thing that's made her unlovable all this time. I've been that woman. I've had that revelation of my brokenness again and again. I've reveled in the aha moment that come after it. And I've groaned at the countless ways my brokenness has been hurting my husband all along. I've also been the single version of that woman, connecting that revelation to my unmarried state and anxious to apply it to fixing my singleness. Because let's be honest, people treated it like it was a problem to be fixed. When I was single, my moments of brokenness and areas of growth were painted as the barbed-wired fence erected between myself and marital bliss. Just do a little tweaking here and you'll be good to go. Somehow, we have embedded the image that broken people don't get married. And this notion and message attaches a greater burden to the brokenness of unmarried women than it does to that of their married counterparts. Okay. Okay. Sorry, that's not in there. Um, In this economy, our sanctification becomes the weapon aimed at the moving target of finding a husband. The truth is, though, that if there were a mental health evaluation before we were allowed to sign our marriage license, many of us would have failed it. We might be tempted to blame some spiritual, emotional, or physical damage for the singleness of those around us. But it's impossible to live in this fallen world without incurring some baggage. First of all, we are born in sin. We can thank our father Adam for the inheritance of brokenness. We've all sinned, but the good news is that Christ's atoning sacrifice saves us from the consequences and the lordship of that sin. We are being transformed to become more and more like him day by day. But we will not be perfect in this likeness until glory. The good news is our all-deserving Savior has saved undeserving sinners. And more good news is that because of this Savior, we can assess the damage that sin has brought to our lives and access healing in him. The complicating news is that we don't do this on an island. We do it in community with other broken people. Only sinners say I do. The notion that marriage only comes to flawless women is a recipe for disaster. Yes, it is. It encourages us to hide our scars and swallow back the darkness. I may be the minority on this one, but just in case I'm not, the number one thing I wish I would have known as a single is that I didn't have to have it all together. I was a broken sinner in need of a savior, and there was no reason to hide it. This didn't make me a horrible marriage prospect. It just made me human and embracing my brokenness early on would have made the first year of my marriage a lot less jarring for my insanely patient husband and my insanely perfectionist self. Marriage should not be the carrot that we dangle in front of ourselves as we strive for holiness. The fact is, if God waited until we were perfect to bless us with spouses, the only wedding any of us would attend would be the marriage supper of the Lamb. So here's my challenge. Grow, single or married, drowning in prospects or thirsting on an island. Be honest with where you are in your walk. Accountability for the struggles you face and growth in God's grace. Whether he is using singleness to sanctify you or a mate, we are all on the same journey here. And tearing down the superficial walls between the married and unmarried will give us many more allies in this fight to become more like Christ. I mean, y'all good? Y'all still got some edges? Because I feel like sis just (sighs) came for my whole life, but in the very best of ways. Came for a lot of lives. Um, But before I forget, uh, like I mentioned, Jasmine Holmes is a Christian blogger. Her blog is jasminelholmes.com. She also has a podcast um, through the Gospel Coalition with Jackie Ho Perry called Less Talk. So I definitely encourage you to check out both of those and definitely support her. But, okay, let's unpack this, you guys, because like I said, the first time I read that, I was floored in the best ways. I honestly felt like God sent her to write that just for me. Um, And honestly, like, her, even the opening scene of her talking about, like, being in therapy and realizing all these things, I think one of the beautiful things, and you guys know I'm an advocate about advocate for therapy, one of the beautiful things of therapy is that you're really able to understand like, oh, wow, like this is the way that I'm like this. You unpack childhood traumas. You just really get a clearer and deeper understanding of yourself. And kind of like she said in the beginning, that understanding can send you down this rabbit hole of like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize all the ways that I was this broken and this standoffish or this whatever, like whatever you unpack in therapy, it can make, it can make you feel like this is the thing that has made me unlovable all this time. And I love just kind of how she spelled that out. Um, And I love how she mentioned that this whole mindset and what kind of christian culture promotes is that broken people don't get married but guess what like she said we are all born in sin we are all broken and ain't not one of us perfect and so when she said only sinners say i do it was like oh yeah and and this notion that marriage only comes Too flawless woman is one that I realized I low-key believed and I needed a freedom from that belief because it was driving me crazy. It was driving me to comb through any little thing I did like, oh my goodness, am I too opinionated? Am I too talkative? Do I have too strong of a personality? Am I not soft enough? Am I too soft? Am I too emotional? Am I too independent. Like all these things I just started taking mental note of, and it was a problem. Marriage should not be the carrot that is dangled in front of ourselves for us to strive for holiness. And so in that, like I mentioned a little bit in the beginning to all my singles that are listening to this and also having this revelation, like that doesn't mean not to work on yourself, right? That doesn't mean not to go to therapy. It doesn't mean, um, thinking through what are the things that might make that I I would want to work on do that. Absolutely. And one of those things for me is, um, I think I hold grudges secretly on the low, low. (laughs) One of my friends who's married was telling me about a disagreement that she had with her husband. And she actually said something really snarky to him and her comment to him, like, I probably would have taken some time to get over it and maybe have been a little bit petty, just being honest. And, you know, her sharing that with me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely something that I think I need to be mindful of for wh- because I'm desiring marriage, right? But I need to think about how and why I hold grudges. I don't think there's anything wrong with identifying those things and wanting to change some of those things. I think the problem comes in when we are like, oh, the fact that I hold grudges is what is preventing me from being in a relationship. And so I need to stop holding grudges so I can be deserving of a relationship. Do you guys like hear the difference between that? It's one thing to identify as something that you want to change, you want to work on. It's another thing when you're feeling like it is a checklist and something that you have to check the box on before Bay can pull up and find you. And I also want to say for my singles that are feeling frustrated, my singles that are feeling forgotten. I've gotten a lot of message from you guys over this the past few weeks um, in response to the past two episodes. I just want to remind you like, having the desire, to get married is not a bad one it's when that desire becomes an idol um and i know i have struggled with that being so very honest um i think it was last week ty mentioned she's like you know if if god never fulfills our desire to get married like how how are we gonna act and for years and so <laughs> look i'm not about to act like this Something I'm, I'm over <laughs> Sometimes it's still a daily struggle Where I'm like Oh God um, I don't don't know how I'm going to act Like that's going to be really tough Like I'm going to need you to take this desire If you don't um, intend on fulfilling it Like please just take it about my heart So we don't have to struggle in this way But I think you know definitely It's not bad to have the desire for marriage But be honest with yourself And make sure that it is not an idol Um, And two, if you are feeling forgotten, if it's really hard for you to see it happening for everyone else around you and you're like, Lord, my timeline, like this is this ain't happening. (laughs) And according according to my timeline, be honest with him about those feelings. You don't have to pretend like it's not a desire that you have. You can tell him like, look, God. I feel like everybody else is your favorite and maybe I'm just a child that you like, all right, you could be a part of the family, but you gonna sit at the end of the table. Um, <laughs> and I don't think that that is, that's, I don't think that that's the case at all, but sometimes we can be in our little feelings and and feel that way, feel forgotten, feel overlooked. I feel like it's happening for everybody. Take breaks off of social media if you need to. It's okay to unfollow people that, You're just like, okay, like all you post about is your relationship, and this is not really helping me right now. It doesn't make you a hater. It just might mean that you need to protect your heart and uh, put up that barrier. That is, I think that's absolutely okay. I've had to do that as well, but you know, pray that you're not being envious. Um, But if it, say, maybe it hurts too much. I know women who struggled with infertility that can't follow people who are announced that they're pregnant or have, you know, babies. I think, you know, you got to do what you have to do to uh, protect your heart from that. So I kind of just want to encourage my singles. Um, I think singleness during a pandemic is even harder. And I wish I had Jesus' phone number and I can call him and be like, okay, so when are me and all my sisters going to get married And, um, I don't, (laughs) I'd be talking to him, but I don't have a direct line. You feel me? I mean, I do, but, um, he, he's not a Miss Cleo. He's not a genie. That's going to be like, Oh, on July 3rd. (laughs) But I think that, I think he cares about our desires. I think he cares, um, what we want, but he doesn't operate on our time. And if you're struggling, go to him and be very honest with him, like I said, about how you are feeling and what you are going through. And I think he he cares and he's in those moments. But also too, another thing that I have learned um, with these past couple of episodes is being in a relationship is work. Being married is work. That is literally a mirror, somebody who is going to show you your sinful nature, somebody who's going to try you, you know, maybe not in a disrespectful way, but it's like, ugh, Lord, this is hard. Marriage is not easy. I've been listening to a lot of marriage podcasts. I listen to the Love Hour with uh, Kev on stage. I listen to the Kev on stage and Melissa Fredericks, Miss Kev on stage. I also listen to the Anatomy of Marriage. I listen to How Married Are You or How Married Am I with Belief. I can't remember what the name of that one is, but I listen to a lot of marriage podcasts because I think it reminds me that Marriage is not all rainbows and butterflies. Marriage is not, I know I used the analogy earlier of like, okay, I'm graduating from high school, aka singleness, on my way to college, aka marriage. Marriage comes with its own struggles. Being in a relationship comes with its own struggles. And I just I think it's also healthy for us to remember that, and to remember that it is work. And while it might still be something that we desire, and it's like, okay, like I said last week, I'm like, all right, it's work, but like, hire me, I'm I'm ready to be employed, okay. <laughs> but just remember that every season's gonna have its struggles, and I pray that one day we are all looking back on uh, our single season, and we're just like, wow, I I spent that well. And so I think for me, that looks like laying the desire for marriage at Jesus' feet and making sure that it's an open hand desire, that I'm not closing my hand around it, that I'm not obsessing over it, that it's not taking over my mental space at every moment. I think it looks like reading more. And when this is pandemic is over and I can travel, continue to travel solo and just live a full life and, you know, I pray that one day God does fulfill that desire. But I do pray that I can get to the point where even if he didn't, which is hard to say, but even if he didn't, that I would be okay. Even if he was like, you know what, Bree, my plan for your life looks different than being a wife and a mother. That would be hard for me to, or that is hard for me to visualize right now in my 20 how old am I 26 um in this 26 year um and now you know being single but I pray that if that's his desire for me that I will trust him and trust his his goodness uh for my life so wherever you are listening to this I pray that you know and that this podcast episode has reminded you that your your imperfections are not disqualifying you from a relationship. I mean, work on them, okay? But don't work on them to earn something, to be deserving of something. Be honest with God about where you're feeling. Make sure that marriage is not becoming an idol for you. It's okay to tell God like, yo, I feel forgotten. Talk to him honestly. Like, Don't feel like you have to hide your desire from him, like I mentioned. And make sure it's an open hand desire. Make sure that you are not becoming so obsessed with this thing that it's taking the place of where god should be in your heart and that's a reminder for myself as well because i be struggling to keep it as an open hand desire i be struggling with not being frustrated when i see it happening for other people that's just me being real honest with you guys but i hope this episode was helpful for someone if you are single listen to this i just hope that you're you know that you're not alone in your feelings like I know it can be easy to fe- start feeling like everybody's in a relationship but uh, guess what not everyone Brianna Cristel is not either so I am here If a-, a couple of you guys have sent me DMs and I love you know just it reminds me that I'm not alone too so feel free to fly to my DMs at Shine Bright Podcast or at Brianna Christelle. Um and yeah I just hope this episode was helpful make sure you share this with your single sister who might be struggling and and um, just praying over all of us and where we are. And I just pray that God would remind you that he hasn't forgotten about you. That he is sovereign. That he has our best interest at heart always. And he knows what's better for us than we know what's better for ourselves. So he loves you. He cares about you. And you are not forgotten, us so I hope this was helpful for you. Um, Like I mentioned, this is the end of season one. We will be back September 2nd. Um, So can't wait to see you guys and can't wait to share some of the new content in the fall. Have a great rest of your summer, guys. And don't forget to DM me, send me emails if you have questions, topic ideas, and all that. But I hope you shine bright on purpose the rest of July and into August. And I can't wait to see you guys back in September.